Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, here we are again. So what's it going to be first? Amazon. Oh, well, it's, it's Apple. 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 Oh, Apple. Again. Okay. Yes, right. Apple announced iOS 16, which is the operating system for their mobile devices mm. uh, with a, a slew of new features, a raft of new features. Mm. I don't know why the tech journalists love talking about slews and rafts. I don't quite know. I don't really know what a slew is. Like, you're just saying I, like I must look raft. it up later. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. For less water types. It's a word that only exists for journalists. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So I always think it's to have a, a new lock screen that was very customizable and have widgets and things on, which uh, is not surprising since there will be lots of rumors that the iPhone 14 yet to be announced uh, will have an always on screen. So that could be something they're oh. aiming towards there. Doesn't uh, an always on screen deplete battery power more quickly? Well, you'd think it would, but maybe Apple have come up with something clever. Oh, okay. Uh, exactly. I don't know. Well, it's about time. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, uh, one of the nice new features is that if you send texts using iMessage, which is the Apple to Apple mm. texting uh, service, you can edit or retract text texts up to 15 minutes after you send them. And well, the editing thing, well, particularly because autocorrect, so often I send mm. a message and then realize it's full of things that have been autocorrected that I didn't yes, want to. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, the most common one, putting an apostrophe in its when I don't want an apostrophe in its. Yes. And it just makes me look illiterate. I don't like that. Yes. Of course, the vast majority of people, of course, probably wouldn't notice. But I'm sure you have certain friends who are grammar um, stickers. Oh, many of my friends. <laughs> yes. yes. Stickers. Like, probably <laughs> defines your friend's list. It I possibly imagine. does. Though you can um, remember the old days of texting, when you, in the early phones before things like the iPhone, where you, you had to do it according to the numerical keypads. Uh, bus oh. and cup. Was, I would always say I'm on the cup by mistake instead of I was on the bus. Would you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because mm. you, you had to cycle through. Do you remember? Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Long time. Well, things have got better since then, clearly. They have. Um, and uh, one of the big new things is pass keys. Pass keys, which will replace passcodes, passwords. Hmm. Passwords you have to remember and they can be guessed and they can be hacked. Pass keys, on the other hand, uh, live on your device although uh, they are shared via iCloud with all your other devices, mm. and they are triggered by uh, Touch ID or Face ID, depending on mm. what kind of device you're using. And they are meant to be vastly more secure. And this is a system called Fido, which has been supported by Apple, Microsoft, and Google, which makes you oh. think it must be worth, uh, worth having a look at. And it could yes. be that when it arrives this year, it could spell the beginning of the end of passwords, which is altogether a very good thing. Oh, yeah. So say all of us. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But what, yes, I always worry, because it's often on my um, uh, my phone and my laptop, it will often suggest passwords, which are incredibly strong ones. But I worry that somehow I'm going to need to make a note of those passwords. That yes. My system will forget these really clever passwords, and I won't be able to get into anything. Yes, I worry about that too. I don't think it will forget. Oh, okay. 
But you, yeah. you, do you worry and use them? Or like me, do you worry and not use them because you're worried? I worry and don't use them because I'm worried about it. Okay. <laughs> well, for once, we are in sync. For once, Gracious. hey. Hey. Okay. So Apple update. Um, when's that coming? Uh, that's coming uh, probably in the autumn. Oh, right. In yeah. the old days, you know, I remember people used to say, well, don't update it until a lot of other people have updated first. And then just see if it's all right or if people have complained. Do you still do that? Or is that I never did that. The I post? always update on the day it's available. Oh, okay. Fine. Well, I, in case, I get... won't, and I'll wait to see if you have problems. I That's can fine. never wait to get my hands on the shiny new toys <laughs> that I've been offered. No, no listener would possibly think that could be the case. <laughs> right, what now? Well, just in case Apple computers aren't fast enough for you, how about the Frontier? The Frontier's supercomputer, which is now owned by the United States Department of Energy, is the world's fastest computer, and it's official. Um, It can do over one quintillion calculations per second, a quintillion being 10 followed by 18 zeros. That's a lot. As they put it in their promotional video, it would take the entire population of the Earth more than four years to solve what Frontier can do in one second. Hmm. Well, it sounds like we might finally have a computer to solve the question of life, the universe, and everything. We might well do, but we're going to come up with us like 42, so what's the point, frankly? Well, it might not be, though. It might not be. Might one we could actually use. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay, right. Um, well, I, I imagine that's probably a little bit more expensive than the latest Apple device. Perhaps I, I think it's even more expensive than the latest Apple device, yes. There's only one of them, and no, you can't have it. Okay. Well, in that case, you can have one of these instead. Okay. And we're going into space, we're going by sea, and we're going by car. So let's start off with going into space. China has announced they're going to launch the world's first solar power plant, which they're planning to launch in 2028. The reason they're doing it is because the sun is obviously very much stronger up in space than it is down here. Well, it is the original solar power plant, surely. Yes, it's indeed. So here's what they're doing. They're launching a satellite in um, 2028, six years' time. Mm. that will convert the sun's rays into microwaves or lasers, which they will then beam down here. And Sounds something like a, a plot of James Bond. It really does, doesn't it? It sounds yes. quite scary. Yes. They reckon they can do it safely, but who knows. And it will beam down a massive 10 kilowatts. So That's not it'll power... very much, is it? No, it's not very much at all. It'll power oh. three sort of electric fires. okay that's quite a lot of effort yep by 2030 they're going to put a larger one up that can uh, can send down 10 megawatts which is enough to power 8,000 homes Hmm. and by 2050 they reckon they can power down uh two gigawatts which is enough for one and a half million homes in a country like china that's probably still relatively it is small, it's yeah. relatively small, yes. Uh, it's costing them obviously an absolute fortune to to power these uh, couple of yes. um, a couple of radiators they're going to have down here. But there we go. It's it's a it's a good thing. Okay. So from space down to sea and celebrating the prism courage, the prism courage being uh, a two hundred and twenty two thousand ton gas tanker, mm-hmm. um, which is the first ship to do autonomous voyages of more than 10,000 kilometers. And um, it says, they say it went from Texas through the Panama Canal 
across the Pacific to Korea. Uh, and it was fully automatic for the latter half of the journey. So I imagine that doesn't include going through the Panama Canal, because that would have been quite a, mm. quite a feat. Mm. Nonetheless, fuel efficiency was up 5%. And it avoided other ships more than 100 times along the way, correcting its course Excellent. as it went. Yes. Doesn't say how times it failed to avoid other ships. Well, I was going to say, done. you would hope it never failed to avoid them at all. Otherwise, exactly. that might be the end of the uh, prism courage or whatever it's called. Yeah. I'm not sure why we actually need an autonomous oil tanker, but that's probably a good reason for it. Well, I mean, in, with autonomous trains and things, uh, you know, DLR, they can operate without drivers. But then, of course, the whole yeah, track you, is controlled by other people. You, wouldn't you can't have feeling at sea. You wouldn't want to send a ship like that off without a crew. No. And no, still, there still needs a crew. I think there's just autonomous and that doesn't need a, a driver or a captain right. or a helmsman or whatever. Right. they Those people who lash themselves. What about, yes, well, yes, exactly. What about, the, what about the couples who want to get married when they're at sea? They won't be able to. They'll have to be married by, by the computer, won't they? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, no doubt that'll be programmed in very soon. I'm sure it will. <laughs> okay. Uh, meanwhile, talking of autonomous vehicles, San Francisco has licensed its first fleet of 30 driverless taxis. Uh, with no, not only no driver, but no one standing in for the driver, just in case it all goes horribly wrong. Initially, it'll only be allowed to be used in less congested areas between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. So they're obviously choosing times when there's much less traffic on the yes. road. So you get into the taxi and you ask to go to an area that's in a congested area and it tells you to get out again. I'm not going yeah. south the river this hour, mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Precisely what it's going to say. Oh, okay, fine, fine. Well, exciting. Is that the first one anywhere? I think I'm it is sure. the first one anywhere, yes. First one to be actually sort of publicly hailable. I mean, we've carried many stories in the last few years about problems with driverless vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Does this mean that they've sold them completely or they're just not really that bothered about the residents of San Francisco? There have been a few problems, but far fewer problems than with human drivers. So I think the problems may have been exaggerated. Mm. You know, if you were to compare autonomous vehicles with human-driven vehicles and look at the statistics or the proportions, mm. you might well say, let's take the humans off the road and have, uh, have the cars driving yeah. themselves, because yeah. it's probably safer. Mm. Okay. Well, um, since that is the case. I think maybe it's just time for us to cease having a human at all and just have one of these instead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Well, I was waiting for the computer to take over, but it, no, it's still not been programmed it to do it. So, it so instead, you're going to have Gadget and Gizmos with Simon Rose and Steve Kaplan still trundering away because the computer can't replace us yet. But exactly. it will only be a matter of time. When was the last time you saw a scarecrow? Oh, not for a long, long time. Only no. in horror films. Only exactly in horror films. We used to see them 
I don't think I've ever seen one actually live. I've, I've oh, seen, yes, I've, I've seen, seen yeah. well, I've seen staircase being a pole with a bucket on the top, but not one with someone's frock coat and straw poking out of the yeah. arms. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't Derbyshire from time to time. Yes, sometimes well, they they have bird scarers near them as well, which is rather disconcerting. So you see these figures looking like people in the distance, and they're allowed bangs as well. Oh yes. well, here's the alternative: mm -hmm. autonomous drones. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a it's a dreamt up by Washington State University, where they have cameras that they've rigged around the edge of a field mm -hmm. that recognise birds flapping that send off a fleet of drones to go and dive bomb the birds and scare them away. Except when they're testing it, they couldn't rely on them being enough birds around. So they had a troop of volunteers running through the fields, flapping their hands above their heads. <laughs> right. It, uh, apparently it does work when you scare birds away with a drone because I've had people doing it, but of course you can't employ people to sit in fields all day, just driving drones around and I hope that birds are no. scared off. Mm. Well, I think it's a rather good idea. Until it all goes horribly wrong. And talking of things all going horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Uh, following the yet another shooting in a school in mm -hmm. America recently. And um, people are wringing their hands and saying that only something we can do about it. Let's pray for a solution. Of course, banning guns is the obvious solution, but that uh, uh, can't be done for various political reasons. Well, or the fact that there are now more guns in America than there are people. So it wouldn't really help. Right? No. Yes, there it is. Right. Unfortunately, it is right. Yes. Uh, Axon, who you probably haven't heard of, but they make tasers. Mm. And they uh, announced last week a taser equipped drone, uh, which they claim could stop mass shootings in less than 60 seconds. Um, following nine members of the company's ethics board resigning in, pro in protest, they have now uh, cancelled all, all plans to, to make that thing. Because it would, the opportunities for things going horribly wrong are just immense. Mm -hmm. Flying drones around and firing tasers at people. Still, it's good that they have an ethics board, and it's good that for once an ethics board <laughs> yes, has yes, stepped forward. Absolutely, that, yes, mm. that should that should be celebrated. Mm. Um, so, where now? I think we should have our crowdfunding time of the week. Oh, I've not that for a while, have we? <laughs> Now, when you see modern kitchens, uh, they have those rather nifty extractors above the cooker to suck away fumes and, mm -hmm. and, and smoke and all that kind yes. of thing. Older kitchens uh, were built without them. And in some houses, such as my house, it's actually quite difficult to fit one of those things. So mm -hmm. we have to just uh, sponge the grease off the walls every, every couple of years or so when it gets so thick that flies are sticking to it. I exaggerate. <laughs> How lovely. Um, so this is a really clever idea. It's called the air hood. And it is a portable extractor. Mm. It looks a bit like uh, one of those sort of bladeless Dyson fans. So it's it's a cylinder mounted crossways on top of a slightly taller mm. cylinder. It's 22 centimetres tall, so it's quite a small thing. And it sucks grease and smoke out of the air and does exactly what it would do. And the idea is you pick it up and you put it next to your saucepan or your frying pan and it degreases your kitchen while you watch. Well, that sounds very clever. It's Do you think it works? Clever. Well, I've ordered one. I think it works. Have you? Oh, wow. $99, which is um, about quid, which is not expensive. Um, an extra $20 for the wireless version, which has rechargeable batteries in it, in case there's no socket mm. right next to your cooker, which is quite possible. And I think it looks like a very good idea. Which version did you get? 
obviously the wireless one. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. I don't, I don't know why I asked the question, really. <laughs> and and how soon do you think? Because with all these sort of um, Kickstarter and various other crowdfunding things, you never quite know when it's going to turn up. You don't. They say they're going to be shipping. I think in August. So we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, you have until the seventeenth of June to go onto Kickstarter and have a look for Airhood. But if you're like me and you have a kitchen that doesn't have an extractor and no easy way of fitting one, I think it looks like a really good idea. And I think it's certainly worth a £79. I haven't got one. So where do, you, where do you actually fit it? You don't fit it. You just you place just... it next to the saucepan or your frying pan. Oh, well, I might have a look at that because I haven't got one. Though I haven't noticed any particular, perhaps I don't cook with grease very much. I have a rack of glasses that right mm-hmm. next to my <laughs> cooker and they do get very greasy. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, well, I will have a look. I'll have a look at that. It doesn't seem excessively expensive, no, unlike many of the things on crowdfunding. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Onwards and upwards, or downwards, possibly, or um, outwards. Or... Let's let's go more or less sideways. And we haven't <laughs> talked about three D printing for a while, so let's have a little. Hey, we. I very rarely talk about it, but yes, oh, okay. I, thought, I used to talk about it all the time. You did. I know. Less. And then you got into LEDs. <laughs> I always into LEDs. Yeah. Like my LEDs, and. Um, so this is a clever idea for people who are born with misshapen or missing ears, which is apparently a, a thing. It doesn't affect a huge right. number of people. And up until now, they've had to have either plastic implants, hmm. um, which are a bit of a problem because they don't grow with the person. And if someone's born with a missing ear, you hmm. have to wait till they're 18 to give them ears they can use. Or they do it with cartilage taken from their ribs, which is frankly quite an invasive way of fixing a missing Yes. Well... Ori Novo is what I say to that. Ori Novo, A-U-R-I-N-O-V-O, that's it means missing ear in a sort of cod Latin come Italian yes. mixed European language. Um, it 3D prints ears using the patient's own cells. Oh. Isn't that clever? Extracted how? Oh, I know it's quite easy to take cells out of someone. You just oh, okay. Scrape them off the skin or buy, I don't know how they do it. Right. But much less invasively. And the, the good thing is that the ears then mature uh, with, the, with the patient because they are part of the Ooh. patient, made from the patient themselves. Oh, that's very clever. I, I think that's excellent. And um, sadly, I'm, I'm not sadly, but both of my ears are fully. Would, yeah, or, so yeah, I, I was having exactly the same thought, thinking, yes, mm. if you don't have a, a misshapen um, or missing ear, you can't really try it out. No. Unless you could ask for another ear, maybe you could have a third ear. That's a very zen thing to have, though, isn't it? I think of a third eye. <laughs> yes, <Possibly. laughs> well, well, a more passive. Um, yes. Zen. If you had a third ear, you could keep it to the ground, couldn't you? They'd always know what was going on. Yes, yes. So you shouldn't have it on your head at all. Exactly. Okay. Right. Um, so moving on. Definitely, there, yeah, they would have one of these, though, I think. Okay. While I, while I rethink life. <laughs> This is a clever idea. This is called direct sound printing, mm-hmm. and it's a 3D printing method that is being pioneered by Concordia University in Canada, which I've never heard of. We haven't mentioned it on the show before, so I don't know what they've been doing at Concordia University, but at last they're doing something gadgety. Mm-hmm. And it is a way of uh, doing 3D printing with focused pulses of ultrasound into, uh, into a bath of resin. Mm-hmm. 
Why is that interesting? Well, I'll tell you why that's interesting. Is because ultrasound, as we know, can go through objects. Mm. So in theory, they could, uh, if you need a, a stent or something like that, they could squirt some of this resin into wherever it's needed and then 3D print it inside your body. Ooh. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, it's Ooh. brilliant. It's a bit, sounds a bit no, weird. Well, it's better than slicing you open with a scalpel. Oh, I suppose, well, maybe. What do you have to squeeze the resin in first? Well, that can be squeezed go in, in somehow. A, that can be squeezed in through a through a, uh, a syringe, can't it? Okay, if you say so. Well, uh, you're, 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 I feel all, yeah, feel all are, squirmy. Yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, let's no, move I'm sure on it's a good idea. I'm sure a... it's a good idea. Hmm. Um, let's move on that to mouse jiggling. Mouse jiggling being <laughs> the new craze. So since the pandemic, more and more people are working from home. But mm. how do their employers know they really are working from home mm. and not just uh, watching daytime TV? Mm. Well, what uh, employers apparently, I don't have an, an employer, um, uh, are doing uh, is making sure that people's mouse mice are constantly moving, which mm. means they're at their computer. Uh, so because they couldn't be moving their mouse if they weren't at their computer. Yes, they can. You can get a mouse jiggler. I had a look this morning. You can get them starting with about £10 on Amazon. And what it is, you plug it into your computer and it literally jiggles your mouse around so it looks like it's constantly moving. Then when you actually come to use your mouse, does it stop or does it keep jiggling while you're trying to use it? Well, that's a very good question. I would, I would hope it would stop jiggling. I think you just unplug the device. It's a little USB dongle. And what happened to those of us who don't use mice anymore but use... You know, touchpads and oh well, no, it jiggles your cursor. It's called a oh, I see. Jiggle. Oh, right, right. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. jiggled your cursor. It, it sounds like actually, a euphemism for something, doesn't it? It does. Doesn't it? actually jiggling your physical mouse? That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yes, you'd watch yes. your mouth. Yes. Why watch daytime TV if you can just look at your mouse wandering around all over the desktop? Exactly. I mean, the exactly. physical desktop, not the actual desktop. Yes. Anyway, yes. so, so there we go. That's the mouse jiggler. If you feel you're being monitored by your boss, get yourself a mouse jiggler and um, jiggle away. So this, this is from... going to be some sort of like some sort of armaments war, isn't it? So the, 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 the companies are now going to find a way of, of uh, exactly. doing the mouse jigglers. Because I have to. Yes. yes. I don't know how. Uh, have we got time for, for one more piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Astronaut suits on the International Space Station. Going back up into space again. Apparently, the suits were made mainly in the 1980s and they are starting to wear out. So they can now. Assemble. Are they brown and flared? <laughs> Almost certainly, yes. I'm right. Okay. Um, they can now assemble 11 complete suits from the uh, parts of the 18 that they had originally, but there are only four of them on the International Space Station. And they are starting to go wrong. One malfunction that apparently they have regularly is the cooling system leaking water into the helmet. So I should explain that although these are called just spacesuits, they are in fact miniature spacecraft because they can jet <laughs> people around. Yes, yes. Um, but when the cooling system leaks water into the helmet, uh, it's a problem. The crew apparently is only allowed outside the International Space Station in extreme emergencies because of a risk of drowning. That is not something that you would have thought, really, is it? It's not what you'd expect. Drowning in space, who'd have thought it? Gosh, that's horrible. Hmm. So what NASA are doing 
um, is uh, they're giving up on making spacesuits. Um, they are going to rent them instead. They have just uh, awarded a three and a half billion dollar contract to two companies who are going to supply them with spacesuits up to 2034. So there we go. Yeah. So it's the sort of space equivalent of Mossbros. Exactly like that. Um, yes. Slightly more you... expensive. Three and a half billion dollars. You would have thought they could make them themselves for less than that, but clearly they're more you sophisticated thought, yes. than we imagine. They are very sophisticated. The one thing they don't do is bend at the knees, apparently. Oh. Because these are not spacesuits walking on the moon. These are spacesuits for jetting outside the International Space Station. So there's no need, no need to bend at the knees, so they don't. No need for knee bends, no. No need for knee bends, as you so neatly put it. Time for one more quickie, or do you want to... Oh, so you're, you hadn't finished, are you? No, 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 let's have one more quickie. This is the um, EHT Zurich Research Institute um, have found a way of... Uh, when they reclaim wood from old buildings, all of that leftover bits of wood mm -hmm. from construction, they have this very clever way of uh, cataloguing them with a QR code, mm -hmm. and they've written a computer program, so when they make new buildings... It identifies the lengths of the pieces of wood they use, they need, so they can go and grab the pieces they've already got rather than using new wood to uh, to make the building out of. But don't, well, you make lots of things. Old wood isn't always in the decent condition. Presumably it somehow recognises that, does it? I suppose they have to take the nails out of it first. Yeah. I mean, it means quite a lot of preparation and measuring and cataloguing. Yes. So I'm not sure it's really worth the effort. And since wood doesn't actually come from... You know, African rainforests, uh, but uh, the building wood comes from you know, Norwegian yes. managed pine. But isn't that, isn't that sort of the equivalent of taking down um, things like Temple Bar or the Euston Arch and putting chalk on the different pieces so you can put them up together again and then the rain washing all the chalk off? Is that what happened? Um, I can't remember which one it was now. I think it might be Temple, Temple Bar, but I'd have to go and look it up. It's like one uh. of those stories that now you ask me, I can't actually quite remember. Ah, but anyway, it'll give give our listeners something to do in the intervening exactly. week while they <laughs> while they champ at the bit for another episode of Gadget and Gizmos, which will feature Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose. Until then, goodbye. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.